Welcome back to the Hockey House Podcast presented by Selly Hockey Co. Episode 31 coming at you. I'm Murph, joined virtually alongside Stephen Glick and our producer today, David Herman, who's filling in for Fitz, who is out. Fitz is actually, he's visiting his older brother in Portland, Maine. His older brother, Ryan, plays baseball for the Portland Sea Dogs. They are a double-A affiliate of the Boston Red Sox, so he's enjoying some baseball right now. Good thing we got Herm in the lineup to fill in. Herm, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing great. Had a little bit of fun this past weekend. Finally got to bust my camera out of its bag after being inactive for like two months or so. Got the opportunity to focus photograph a tribute basketball tournament and the photos came out real great i'm gonna pump my tires real quick at d herm's photo go drop the follow i didn't get to do it during the interview i finally get to do it now so that was a, a real fun time over the weekend and glick how you doing today oh i'm doing pretty good just hoping my computer and my uh, wi-fi router doesn't blow up right now we've had a little technical difficulties earlier but I mean, it seems like we're doing pretty good right now. So just looking forward to recording the rest of the interview. Herm can correct me if I if I say anything wrong here. But Herm, we're testing out um, some new, you know, recording strategies here. You'll probably notice an audio difference between the intro and the interview we do. But we've got a great interview coming up with two guys from Bishop's University. They play over in the CHF, but they're north of the border, up near Sherbrooke in Quebec. Great interview with Andy and Kian coming up. But in the meantime, this week, we did release our Hockey House All-Stars. A lot of people were saying, oh, like, you know, Barstool athlete, what do you get? Oh, you're so-and-so athlete, what are you getting? The boys and girls who are Hockey House athletes are receiving a 20% off code to Selly Hockey that they get to use. So that's pretty cool. Shout out to Selly Hockey for hooking us up with that. We've got a huge group chat going with the boys. They've got all kinds of ideas coming up. So we're really excited to get going on that. Some big names on the team. A lot of goalie, former guests says goalies made the team, which is uh, coincidence, but Tyson Brower from Jamestown, Kyle Hayden, and Bronson Moore are three goalies that kind of made the team. And our former guests, we also had Louis Shanks, who was recently on, Nick Flanders, you know, a former guest from UNLV. All those guys made the team. No surprise there, Click, right? Yeah. I mean, our goalies are stacked for this all star team. And we spent a lot of time picking them out, if you remember. I mean, just for those four spots, it, it took us a lot of effort to, to, you know, pick them out. So congrats to all four of them. Yeah, when we were going through the goalies and taking so much time, I was like, if we take this much time on every position, we're in for a long night. And it was a long night on Zoom going back and forth. It paid off for some teams. There were some teams receiving multiple All-Stars. South Carolina led the way with three men's picks. Adrian was right behind them. They also had three. They had two on the women's side and then one on the men's side. Herm's boys from Ohio got two all-stars glick your boys from temple that we had two from temple two from you mary two from liberty two from minot and two from arizona state a lot of those teams with two had one man and one woman player which was great to see and then obviously each came with some players to watch right off the bat a guy on the ballot one of my favorites was joe nutting joe plays at Keene state i played against him in high school hockey he played at sauhegan i played at kennett division three new hampshire high school hockey he was a great lacrosse player in high school and right out of high school he went and played at UMass Lowell. Didn't really like the college lacrosse scene. He left UMass Lowell and went and played juniors for the Junior Monarchs here in New Hampshire and then found his way onto the Keene State Division II ACHA team. Cool one for me to see on the list and kind of a no-brainer when we're picking it. We also had Marissa from Lindenwood. She is actually going to come on the pod later on this summer. We have her mapped out as our first female guest for the show. So it was cool seeing her. Another pick I had was Tyre LaFollette. 
He is the equipment manager at Adrian. He's a guy who's been a longtime friend of the program, works his tail off as all the equipment managers do in hockey. He's obviously, you know, the man behind the scenes on one of the best teams in the ACHA, the Adrian men's D1 team. And so um, he offers a really unique perspective, and we were glad to throw an equipment manager on the team and, and show Tyler our love for the equipment managers. Glick, who did you have your eyes on? I listed all four of the goalies, obviously the three that you mentioned earlier, then Dakota Sihenyuk. I apologize for butchering your name. But also on top of that, I had wrote down Shay Maravi. He played on the Israeli national team. So, you know, it's always cool to to meet a fellow Jewish hockey player. And, you know, it was awesome. He got to represent his country, and he actually plays for Duquesne. So hopefully I'll get to... A chance to play against him this year. I'm very excited about that. Herm, who did you have on your list? Had an absolute beautician out of Athens, Ohio, Ryan Higgins, who had arguably the best answer for why he would be a good fit for the hockey house, if you would indulge me on this one. First line Ox, second line for the boys, third line Sty, fourth line Beauty. Either way, I'm in the lineup. Based on a true story, my bank statements still get sent to my parents' house, and I received a text from my mother saying, hey, I got your bank statements. You don't need to be buying shots for everyone at the bar every night. And if you aren't buying $200 worth of shots for everyone, we need to have another conversation, anything for a good night with the boys. Higgy was absolutely wonderful to me in my time at Ohio, just stellar on the ice. And in addition to that, we got Pat McGinley out of Drexel University. Instagram is at Patty Magoo. His why he would be a good fit for the hockey house was photos, hockey and magic. I'm that guy, pal. And his stats definitely spoke to it. And his Instagram, and and I'm a sucker for it, definitely stood out as well. He was very, very kind to me as I posted those photos, as I mentioned, from the, uh, the basketball tournament. And we had a great conversation just talking about that. So shout out to to Pat McGinley. And I'll hop on the Pat McGinley train too, because I asked for all the boys and girls to send me a uh, an action shot so we could post them later on this week. Patty sent me an action shot and I said, you know, he said, thanks again for this opportunity. And, and when we did the Jersey bracket, the Jersey Madness competition, I used all photos of Patty for the tournament just because he's got great style and high quality photos on his Instagram. It made it really easy to do our job. And so he sent the picture and I made sure to say, hey, like anytime, man, like style like that doesn't grow on trees. He responded, I'm tucking seven tonight in my men's league game because of that tire pump. Big respect. Keep grinding, boys. Huge shout out to at Patty Magoo. He's a must follow on Instagram and he's on our team. I'll also throw this out to all the fellas listening and the ladies. I think it's going to be mandatory to all the all-stars out there. If you are playing against a fellow all-star, we're going to need a picture at center ice during warmups. Um, as, as Chicklets calls it, we're going to need to see some tummy sticks between the all-stars. Let everybody know out there that you're a hockey house all-star. It was hard to come by. We had 41 all-stars. I think the final tally, Herm, correct me if I'm wrong, was 208 applications. That's correct. I, I spent a solid like hour 30 doing prerequisite work before the actual Zoom call itself. And then we had a three-hour Zoom call to decide everything. We got out of it and we were tired. It was exhausting. This was not something that we took lightly. Yeah, my I remember talking to my family afterwards and they thought it was a riot because obviously they couldn't hear what you guys were saying. They could just hear my commentary and we were this we were doing screen sharing, we were watching TikToks, we were scrolling through Instagram feeds, we looked up and down the ACHA and the CHF to find the best of the best. And so I'm proud of the team we selected and uh, I'm sure it'll be even more fun choosing another team next year. So looking forward to that. 
we're really excited to kind of grow the women's ACHA game here coming up. Like I said, we're going to have Marissa Delry coming on pretty soon. And, and she went to Lindenwood and, and has a great story. There's probably so many more women's stories that we'd like to get out there. We'd kind of like to grow our women's following. So we're hoping that this all-star team can kind of help us do that. And like I said, they're getting the 20% off at Sally Hockey Co. And it kind of who knows where we're going to go from here with it. We're fired up. And, uh, you know, two guys that we didn't have on our team, we interviewed this week. As uh, Kean said, the lads from Bishop's University. We got to talk to Andy and Kian, and we've got a great interview coming up for you. So uh, we'll cut to that. For the first time ever, we're pleased to be joined by Team North of the Border. Please give a warm welcome to Andy Phillips and Kian Hogan from Bishop's University. Boys, welcome to the Hockey House. What's going on, lads? We're stoked to have you guys. Obviously, I think a lot of people don't know that there's club hockey teams north of the border and that you guys travel to the States a lot for games and, and teams make the trek up to you guys to play. So when we got the DM from you guys talking about wanting to come on and spread awareness about, about the team up there, we were pumped. Yeah, man. I mean, there's not much of a better platform for us to get exposure with club hockey in the States and all that. So it was it was a no brainer with us going over to the CHF to come on your podcast and try to get our name out there a bit more. Ian, we'll kick things off with you. You want to talk about your path to, to Bishops? So uh, I'm from Ottawa. Basically in grade 12, I had to choose between going to university and going to play junior A or ACHA, I guess, because I had an offer to there. But both my parents are high school teachers, so education's like highly prioritized. So university it was, and I knew there was a team at Bishops. I didn't know much about it. I knew I was going to try out, but I didn't know it was going to be this much fun and be this great of an experience. So that's how I'm here. And I definitely think I made the uh, right decision between uh, this or going up to Northern Ontario for a year. So yeah, Andy, how'd you find Bishops? When I was finished in high school, like grade 11 and 12, back in the uh, ending the minor hockey career days, I was really hoping to take the junior out or uh, or go play college, but ran into some concussion problem last two years of hockey. And so realized that door kind of closed for me. So uh, I took a gap year, didn't know what I wanted to do for school. And I came back and I found this tiny little university called Bishops that I'd never heard of. Turned out it was pretty close, had a great program for me. Same as Keen, I heard that hockey team, didn't know too much about it. I just showed up, met the guys, got involved pretty quickly, tried to take it on from there. We usually do a, uh, a welcome to the ACHA moment here, but I guess we'll start with this question. What league have you boys been playing in? So we've been playing in the OCAA, which is like the Ontario Collegiate Athletic Association or something like that. We're in Quebec, so we were traveling pretty far for all our games. And then for a long time, guys were trying to uh, get in the ACHA. Like I'm talking like years and years of guys applying for the ACHA and we just had no luck with it. Then the CHF came around and uh, we heard about it applied and it's been great since. Ian, we'll start with you. What was your kind of welcome to college hockey moment then? I'd say my welcome to college hockey moment honestly was the fans and the people watching you play. Cause when I played junior, you play in front of a few hundred people every night. And that's, that's great. It's a lot of fun, but you don't know them personally, right? They're just locals of the town versus when I came to bishops and made the team, the home games, you're playing in front of kids that, you know, personally, there is people from the community. There is your parents, there is stuff like that, but you're playing in front of all the students because high school hockey is not really much of a thing in Canada, whereas I know it's massive in the States. So a lot of us didn't have that kind of experience to play in front of our peers like that. 
That's an awesome answer. That's cool. Awesome. I, I have heard that from kids in Canada. They miss kind of that camaraderie that you get in high school hockey playing in front of your fellow peers. I played for my high school team and it was fun, but our rink was right next door to our school. And my school had 2000 kids, one of the biggest high schools in Canada. And we'd play at two o'clock and a school would end at two. And we'd have like six people in the crowd and five of them were parents. And one of them was a grandmother or something. Like, it's just not, it's just not a thing in Canada, which sucks. So that's why I come to Bishops and like looking up in the crowd and seeing the few hundred people that were there and knowing like 90% of them was way cooler than when I was playing junior and I knew nobody who was watching. What's also neat about Bishops, I'm not sure if it's the same for your guys' experiences, but you get to know the professors really well. So a lot a lot of times you see professors at the games, you know, because they know their students want to cheer them on. So it's always neat kind of looking up and seeing, uh, you know, your English professor or uh, whatever, your math, math prof or something, you know, watching your game and you talk about it the next day at class, which is always pretty neat. Yeah, yeah, that's always always good. That's definitely a experience unique to Canada. I've never had my finance professor at any of my games. So <laughs> yeah, it's cool having your English professor uh at the end of class tell you that you played a good game or whatever because it, <laughs> yeah. Andy's right like the professors at Bishops are awesome in the sense that they get to know their students personally and they want to support them and and they do. So Andy, what was your welcome to college hockey moment? It was really like the, the college hockey aspect that stood out to me in the sense of just like everyone's students living together, you know, you're away from home. At this point, people aren't, uh, you know, in their same competitive drive as they might have used to be back in junior or uh, or minor hockey. So, you know, beers in the dressing room afterwards, you know, back in minor hockey, we never do that. Like, I like one point this year, you know, we were trying to pick the players for our team, all the vets in a room together, just drinking beers so late, talking about all the players going around circle, giving our thoughts on everyone. And I was just kind of like, wow, this is this is cool. This is a uh, completely different than uh, what I've experienced before, but this, this seems like college hockey and a uh, club hockey in a fun way. Also say on that note of the welcome to uh, college hockey there on how professional some teams are. So started the year tournament, my first year, my rookie year, we're watching a game before us and this college Humber college, they've got like a friggin' oh, yeah. docu series following them almost like they got a whole production team this one guy is on a breakaway, goes and does the Kucherov, gets on Sportsnet, TSN, pretty sure the NHL reposted it. And then you go and see some of the teams that just aren't up to that same level. So that was a big surprise to me is the vast difference between how good some teams are, how nasty some teams are, and how poorly put together others are. That's wild. And so I, I was about to say, you boys are lucky because when I was in prep school over at Bridgeton Academy in Maine, they did a preseason game against the Bishops men's lacrosse team. I wasn't playing that weekend because it was still hockey season. So I was kind of a scratch for most of the lax games, but I would go and help out. And I actually filmed the game up in the tower for like huddle. So when I got the DM from you boys, I right away knew where Bishops University was. And I was nice. like, oh, this is this is pretty cool. Where, you know, if I maybe I hadn't played lacrosse in prep school, I would have never known what Bishop's University was and, and why why you guys were, you know, asking to come on the pod. But like I said, we're, we're pumped to have you guys and uh, you guys offer a unique perspective here. Awesome. That's cool. Yeah, not a lot of people, uh, even in Canada and like kind of the surrounding area, not a lot of people know Bishop. So that's pretty, it's pretty neat that you do. Like, what do you got for the boys here? Honestly, you guys up there, you guys eat, sleep, breathe hockey a lot more than down the States. How is the atmosphere at games, at home games and on the road? Our fans are sick. Our home games are a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we didn't get any last year because we didn't have a season, but 
like you said, it's Canada, right? So every school is a hockey school. It's not just bishops or, you know, every, every school is going to be drawing a great crowd. And that's part of a great reason to be a team in Canada. I think especially at bishops, because with such like a small town, uh, small town feel, small town Quebec, I find like communities and schools really like center around things like like a hockey team or, you know, a sport. And so I think like hockey really provides that, especially because everyone loves it. Um, and we just got like a brand new rink built, I think two or three years ago. So it's a really nice rink. We sell beer at the games for people, which gets everyone a little more fired up. The Bishop's uh, crowd gets a little, like pretty crazy at times. There's been some some pretty savage moments I've heard in the past. Um, nothing too savage in our, in our game so far that we've had, but um, definitely pretty wild. Do you guys have a varsity women's program? We do, we do. and it used to yeah. be ATHA. Oh, really? What league do they play in now? U Sports, which is varsity in Canada. Gotcha. So they made the jump from the ACHA to U Sports? They did, exactly. yeah. yeah. So it was a pretty big, exciting moment in their story. They got a lot of funding in, a lot of planning to, to make that official step. And so I think that's kind of down the road where our, our end goal is. I go to a school like Syracuse where we have a women's program and no varsity men's program. So our women's team has, you know, the full scale locker room at the rink and everything. And we don't have as good of resources. Is that similar at Bishops? Yeah, very much. So they don't even have like the, the, the biggest, nicest dressing room uh, in the building. So in Quebec, typically after you finish high school, you do something called CEGEP, which is kind of like a short two or three year college and then they go into three years of university instead of four years. So they have like another school between high school and university. On our Bishop's campus, we have a, a CEGEP or a college, which basically shares our campus, shares buildings, shares the ice and the, uh, the sportsplex as well. So like they have a men's and women's team as well. So, so they're often using the facilities quite a lot too. Basically, the women's team and those two teams are uh, use up a lot of space. So we don't really get to say that we don't get to keep our gear anywhere. Got to lug it uh, in and out of the rink every time. You know, cage space. We need to store pucks and pucks and jerseys. I, I always fight to try to, you know, get a little space to leave our pucks and a couple of training gear, but uh, it's always tough. How to talk about what, what the travel's like. I know you mentioned that you guys, uh, you're in Quebec and you're traveling to Ontario for games. Like, how long are you spending on the bus? You boys staying in hotels at all? Most of the teams, like I said earlier, are in the Toronto area, which is a nice eight-hour drive from Bishops to Toronto. We'd also play teams in the Ottawa area too, which isn't too, too bad. It's around four hours, but that's the main reason we're joining American League is we're 45 minutes from the border, from the Vermont border. So it makes way more sense for us to be playing in the States against bigger, better programs rather than traveling eight hours where the mass majority of our uh, opponents are. So and now prior to you guys joining the CHF, had you been crossing the border to play some games? Uh, our time at Bishops, we haven't. I know the team in the past, they've done some tournaments in Vermont. I think maybe Maine as well. So in yeah, we're really excited to to try to try more teams, try more places. In terms of uh, American teams, my rookie year, I'm only a third year and we didn't have a season last year. So my rookie year there, Clarkson ACHA was supposed to come up to play us at our home barn. We were super fired up to get that first American experience, especially on home ice. And then COVID hit. We're supposed to play them sometime in March. And then like a week before they're supposed to come, we all got sent home. 
I guess that was one of my questions is I, I know in the States this past season, like maybe a sixth of the teams in division one ACHA at least got to play and, and play a full season. A lot of teams started in January and, and finished out. And at this point, most of the schools are getting ready to go back and play this year. What does that outlook look like for you guys being up in Canada? It's been good. We don't know hundred percent sure. Things are always kind of changing and, and updating. I know that they're booking the ice, they're booking the schedule. I think we're going to be allowed to, to play. The, the biggest thing I think will be crossing the border. Obviously, like in the States, there's all kinds of club sports, but maybe like hockey is one of the only ones at most schools that's like taken as seriously as maybe another varsity sport. Maybe are there other club sports on campus that you guys are, you know, kind of level with, or are you guys kind of taking it more seriously than, than the other club sports take it? We'll give a shout out to the women's volleyball team, their club as well. They do a pretty good job with, uh, with their stuff, but other than that, I'd say us and women's volleyball volleyball are the only teams that take it as seriously as a varsity team. There's a lot of people around the Bishops community that really kind of want to see these sports, you know, take it to the next level, to the next stage. And obviously we're really pushing right now, especially this year. We're taking a lot of steps this year to really, you know, take our team to the next level, both for ourselves and, and uh, at the whole Bishops community. Talk about taking it to the next level. I know in our research, we found like Bishops used to have a varsity hockey team at, at some point and then made the transition. And so how long have you guys been playing as kind of a club sport? They took away the varsity team in the eighties. And a lot of guys on our alumni board are from when the team was varsity in the eighties. And they're still around cause they, they're great guys. They love Bishop's hockey, but the club team's been a thing for about, I want to say 10 or 15 years. It's, it's relatively yeah. recent. There is a pretty large period of time where there was just no men's hockey at Bishop's. When Key and I took over the team last year, you know, we Key and I had to kind of decide and then some of some of our other buddies that, you know, we want to, you know, make this team a little more serious, do a little more training and get more games going. And then the guy who actually started the club team about 10 or 15 years ago, his name's Kevin, he reached out to us and just wanted to set up a call and basically say, like, even though he's not a student anymore, he he's been uh, you know, talking to bishops, talking to uh, bishops athletics. You know, to try to push uh, to push men's hockey, and so he wanted to work with us this year to to do that. And so it's pretty great timing, and uh, we're really fortunate that he reached out to us. Because you know, sometimes it looks a little better having a bunch of uh, alumni, you know, talking to school instead of a bunch of ambitious twenty-year-olds just want to play more hockey. So it's been a great uh, great balance with them. Yeah, that that definitely comes in handy. And, and to anyone listening to this, we we've done the same thing at Syracuse. We do a, a Hall of Fame weekend every year, and it's yes. like so important to have like alumni come back and just like see the program yeah. that they helped contribute to. Cause especially maybe not those guys on the varsity team, but especially in, in club sports, like everybody's been in the same shoes that you two are in at bishops, like trying to run the team and talking to club sports and yeah. all that stuff. So like older guys love coming back and, and, and hearing stories about that. So I think alumni connection is huge, especially at a school with a hockey tradition, like bishops, correct me if I'm wrong, but you guys have a pretty good rivalry with McGill and football you know, they're, they're playing the youth sports for hockey. You know, who are big rivalries that you guys have? I'd say our biggest rivalries probably against McMaster University. They're uh, based in Hamilton, Ontario. And we play a series against them every year. Usually a pretty big, pretty big crowd for the home games there. So I'd have to say McMaster is our biggest rival. That's yeah, pretty fun. Uh, it's an annual thing. And Keen was looking at ordering a trophy last year and keep track every year. Cause I know, I think I'll have to talk to our alumni about it, but I, I think, I honestly think it's been like 10 years in a row that we've played them. I know we won the last two years. So that's, uh, that's I, think pretty nice, been, but I think we've been winning for quite a few years. I think we've been probably winning for a while. Uh, but yeah, it's fun. Like we usually play a game on Saturday night. 
everyone comes and they uh they all come to the bar after with us and hang out drink it's a, it's a good uh, it's a good time and so i i think that's maybe something else different in the states i know on most college hockey teams that everyone jokes about the 21 year old freshman but in canada obviously or in quebec you can have an 18 year old freshman who can drink in the locker room what's what's that atmosphere like after games that was awesome, especially being in Quebec, being an 18-year-old rookie there, because where in where I'm from in Ontario, you can't drink till you're 19 legally. So coming to coming to Quebec as an 18-year-old rookie was was awesome, being able to drink with the team right away and not have to use some greasy fake ID to get into a bar and pretend I'm 21 <laughs> or something. You know, being 18 in the legal drinking age with uh, all the vets on the team right away was uh, pretty sick. It always makes tournaments tough though. Uh, you know, after a game, you know, Friday, your Friday night games, you know, do you go to the bar? Do you go back to bed? And, you know, it depends what time the game is tomorrow. You know, it's always, you know, cause we're all legal. We can all do that. So it's tough. <laughs> What's the make of your team? Like is it mostly local guys or is there guys from all over Canada? It's pretty much guys from all over Canada. We've got a few American guys. We've got three, I think. Trevor, Compost, and Sparks. Two of them are from New Hampshire. One of them's from New Jersey, I think. There's, uh, I'd say, about half the teams from Quebec and the local and Montreal area. Montreal's only an hour and a half away. And then we're spread out everywhere. There's guys from Ottawa, like me and Andy. We got a few guys from Vancouver area. At a small school, I mean, it's crazy. You got guys from all the way you know, across Canada. At a small school like Bishops, are a majority of the students student-athletes? I wouldn't necessarily say so. There isn't too many teams at Bishops and we've got about, I think, 3000 kids. So not yeah, a, a less not, than not a, not a huge school by any means, but not tiny either. There is a lot more student athletes than a big university, but it's not like every single kid is a student athlete or anything. Yeah. Cause we always joke here in the States, like there's some really small division three schools that you could find where like, 85% of the kids on campus play a sport. And if you don't really play a sport, it's not really a click for you to be a part of. So a, a couple of, of other things unique to bishops and, and you guys being in Quebec, you want to talk about the English speaking aspect of it. I just, I, I saw that, you know, bishops is one of the few English speaking or, you know, dominant English speaking schools in Quebec. Yeah. We're, so we're actually located in what's called the the Eastern townships. So it's a bunch of kind of little, little tiny towns and like this really beautiful part of Quebec, about two hours south of Montreal. So our town is very English uh, and a bunch of some other towns near us are very English. Um, but, you know, right when we go into the, uh, there's a city beside us called Sherbrooke, which is more of an actual city. Right when you get there, everyone's super French. Um, and so, yeah, uh, in terms of uh, bishops, like all the professors speak English, all the students speak English. Uh, I'd say probably 50% of my professors have French accents. So, most people there are bilingual. Um, tons of students are bilingual. We got a lot of um, a lot of Americans too that come up that are also bilingual. By no by no means is it all French though. I mean, I can't speak French to save my life when I do just fine there. So yeah, it's not like for any teams that want to come up like that, you don't need to know French because uh, neither do I, and I go to the school. Yeah. I guess that leads into my next question. You you mentioned Sherbrooke. One of the things I had on here, um, like where's like the, the go-to spot? Like if the boys are trying to get away from campus for a weekend, you guys hit the town in Sherbrooke? Well, if you're really trying to get, really trying to get out of town, really trying to get after it, you'd go all the way to Montreal. Uh, Montreal is one of the best student cities in Canada, I've heard. 
tons of like great bars again like the the age is 18 there so pretty much everyone can go sherbrooke has a couple uh a couple good bars but super very french it's an interesting interesting city so we don't go there too often plus it's like it's hard to get there our busing system isn't the best but usually there's there's one bar in town and everybody goes to it all the time so we have the, the on-campus student bar where everyone goes on saturday nights and the actual bar in town so it's fun everyone that's usually the place to go yeah you know shout out lion great spot that's the bar in town there and then the gate is the bar on campus and that's more of a nightclub than your standard like local bar which the lion is now when you're talking about the gate and being it on campus is it like run by the school on campus it's run by the SRC, which is like the student representative council. Yeah. With, like the same, the same, council. same people that fund us as a club sport. So it's very like student oriented. I mean, that's certainly unique. I know I've heard yeah. of like bars being on campuses uh, here in the States, but nothing where it's like run by the school or a student organization. That's pretty unique and pretty cool. Yeah. Murph, like imagine if like campus rec just ran a bar, like that'd be incredible. I think USA's got to take some notes from Canada right now. We're really lacking on the, in the idea department. So do you yeah, guys I guess have anything for uh, like on-campus spars? You have to go into town. And... Yeah, you got to go into town because not everyone's 21. So <laughs> yeah, I guess so, like yeah. almost three-fourths of the student population isn't 21 yet. So that's huge for you guys. I mean, I, I'm trying to picture what it would look like if Syracuse had a student bar in the middle of campus and... It just seems like a disaster in my head, but this sounds like the gate is the place to be on a Saturday night. Oh yeah. After yeah. a Saturday night home game, there's no place I'd rather be than the gate. And, and like I said, with McMaster, like when teams come up, we play them Saturday night. Our goal is to, you know, make the game a bit of a pre sell beer. And everyone comes to the game, goes right to the gate after the team, both teams. And, uh, and yeah, everybody, all of, well, not all of bishops, but you know, the main tons of, you know, the main crowd of bishops all there at that night. I'm going to take a guess here. Does the name The Gate come from the Gators? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Exactly. Now, explain to the folks at home what, what's a Gator, because in the States, when we say Gator, we think like Florida Gators. You guys have a different kind of Gator up there. Well, the yeah. So when our mascot is actually like, a, I guess, like a, a purple alligator type thing. But the actual... Like the idea of the gator is like the, I don't know, like the, the thing you put over your boot, like if you're hiking or, or, uh, you know, going and going outside adventures, <laughs> you know, do you know what I'm talking about? Thing it wraps around like your boot and your pants. Um, forget one of my, one of my, my first year professors explained it to me, but why that was associated with bishops, uh, and the gators. I, I, I can't, I can't remember exactly why he had some really kind of, deep uh deep historical reasoning as to why there was he was a Bro. bishop student and helped grow my program i've never uh, heard that story you never heard that one um, something you put yeah. over your boot have you <laughs> i'll have to i'll have to show you the picture i i saw i remember learning what? once why it was spelled the way it is because it's g-a-i-t-e-r-s instead of like florida gators alligator whatever it has something to do with a historical sense you know, anytime you get a unique school like that, you, you got to bring it to attention. I know we talked about, you know, going to Montreal and, and you boys being from Ottawa. So I'm assuming you're Sens fans. You guys ever make trips to the Bell Center? Man, I've, I've, never been been, to. I've never yeah. been to a game in the Bell Center. I've been to many at the Canadian Tire Center, but uh, that's just not the same as going to a game in the Bell Center. So, yeah, that's the definitely one thing I want to do, because especially recently, past few years, Sens games have been... Uh, a little tough to watch a little tough to sit there you know the, been tough to fill the fill up the rink since uh 
that devastating 2017. I think it was 7 2017. Yeah, 2017. Lost to Pittsburgh. The Habs fans are insane. So definitely it's one of my goals, I think, for this year to get down to a Habs game. I mean, this past Stanley Cup final tickets were like a few grand for the nosebleed. It's crazy how expensive it is for a game there. Man, I saw that it was like cheaper to fly down to Tampa Bay, watch a game there, fly back up, than to buy like two tickets. Like the yeah, the nosebleeds for the for the playoffs. Habs are a religion in Quebec. Yeah. <laughs> Now, I I mean, a little different this year, but is everyone at school a Habs fan? I'd say definitely the locals. Like, I went up to school to catch a game at the local bar, the Lion, when they were in the cup finals there against Tampa. And the bar is full of Habs fans, and but that's mainly locals, especially considering, like, we were there in July. You're going to find anyone from Quebec is going to be a Habs fan, but Bishops draws a lot of kids from a lot of different areas around Canada. So I wouldn't say everybody is, but I'm sure if you polled the student body, I'm sure the, a lot of people would be Habs fans. It's uh, it's kind of hard not to be during playoffs. I'm not going to lie. Like, I mean, I'm, I grew up always rooting against the Habs. I learned always... You know, I, I was taught basically always cheer against the Habs, but you know, being in Quebec for that playoff run is just crazy. You know, just being in like being in the town of the winning team is is just such an electric atmosphere. It's hard to not. It was hard to not cheer for them, I guess, uh, for this playoff. Oh run. yeah, I hate the Habs, but I was cheering for them. It was an absolute electric yeah. factory at the line when I was. Yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty wild. Um, and now you guys talk about living situations. Are all the guys living together at Bishops? How does it work? Are guys living in dorms? Do you get to live off campus? What's that like? I personally live with four of my buddies. Uh, shout out Jake, Kurt, Bryce, Locke. But uh, yeah, Lachlan plays on the team. Andy lives in Animal House there, which is the biggest house at Bishops. It has 16 people. What's thing about Bishops is that everybody lives in like the same, pretty much the same block. So it's just just across the bridge. So I it's like a four minute walk for me to get to my class. So everybody's just in like within, you know, down the same street. So, you know, you can't go anywhere without seeing anyone, you know, someone, you know. So my house is it's it's 16 guys, but it's four apartments of four. So it's not it's not like a crazy, uh, <laughs> crazy full house. We used to have three guys on the team, but they both graduated. So now it's myself and uh another buddy he's a student but he's kind of our coach yeah he's gonna stand behind the bench this year he's uh he lives across from me this year so now where does the name animal house come from because you don't just get that name tossed around right <laughs> it lives up to it for sure it's it's kind of known as like the main party house at bishop so we've uh we have a really big backyard and so we host kind of the, the annual homecoming halloween party the opening day party our front yard's on the main street where, where uh, people drive down to move in so on opening day when all the first years are moving in they just see a huge party of just like people dressed in purple just being crazy um all on our front lawn and that's a lot of fun it's a big uh good kind of school bonding experience i think they do get a little crazy sometimes but you know it's all in all in good fun I was going to say, it looks like it's living up to the hype, though, because just a quick Google search of Bishop's University Animal House, and I've already got pictures of, of what your backyard yeah. looks like. So <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, there's some uh, there's some YouTube videos. As we start to get closer to hockey season here, and I hope you, know, you guys are able to play a full year, the next time you take the ice, what's kind of the goal? I know you guys talked about Bishop's University and kind of building this program up. Obviously, you got a new rink and everything, but joining the CHF, you're going to play a lot of more American teams this year. You know, what, what are the thoughts going into this year? I'd say our main goal would be competing for the CHF National Championship. We have a really good squad. Most of the guys on our team are ex 
junior players transferred from another university or if they're American, high school, whatever. So joining this league, you know, we have high hopes that we're going to be a good team. Getting an invite to the national championship in our first year would be unreal. I'm not sure exactly how many teams they invite, but I think it's at least 16. So that would probably be the easiest answer to that for our main goal. Yeah, I think like a goal kind of looking at the bigger pictures is part of this whole transition that we're doing for Bishop's men's hockey at, like I said, working with these alumni, we're, uh, we're going to start working on getting funding from alumni. We get a little bit of funding from the student council, but not really from the athletics department. So I essentially work on just building the, building the team, building its kind of foundation to, to build on, for the next few years. So it's looking like right now, each year it should continue to grow, make Bishops men's hockey more of an actual, a legit team or a staple at Bishops. And I think it'd be really cool to, to have people come to Bishops because of hockey in the long run. Now, Kean, when, when you come down to the States to play in the CHF, are you going to take have to take that visor off? Yeah, I think so. I'm not happy about it. But yeah, league, league rules. I mean, it's NCAA, CHA, that's everything. So small sacrifice to to pay for how fun of a season we hope to have. If you use sports up through major junior, everyone in Canada is wearing visors after you're 18, right? Yeah, and like some of the guys do wear cages, like Andy wears a cage, but... Most of the guys who wear visors, it's because you're coming from junior where almost everyone is wearing a visor. So um, this is a question that Fitz usually asks, but since he's not here, I'll just ask it. Uh, what's the tunes like before games? What kind of music do you guys listen to? I'd say a lot of like 80s rock, a lot of ACDC, Motley Crue. Aria, our old captain, used to love Nickelback. We're a, we're a pretty Nickelback heavy school, actually. Somehow just everybody loves Nickelback at our school. <laughs> You want one song that always gets the boys fired up is I Wanna Rock. That'll really get the boys going. But yeah, I know. I think a lot of a lot of old school rock actually. One of the Americans on the team, Trevor, sometimes got aux. I mean aux privileges forever removed, but he would just play this terrible rap music. Wouldn't even be popular rap. It would just be straight garbage. So Trevor, if you're listening, aux privileges removed forever. Before we wrap things up officially, is there anything that we haven't asked you guys about that you, you wanted to mention? One thing we wanted to highlight was, you know, inviting teams to come up and play. Um, yeah. If anyone's like listening and interested and, you know, want to get a taste of a uh, little taste of kind of Canadian hockey. Kids done a great job to uh, reach out to tons of teams in the uh, area. We, we just kind of want to send an invite, an open invite. If people are interested. We have a great, great rink, great barn, great place to party afterwards. Yeah. I mean, you can reach us reach out to us on Instagram at men's hockey men's hockey. And then I think our email is bishops men's hockey at gmail.com. So that's where, that's where teams can find you guys if they want to make the trip and have a good time up in, up in Canada. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I mean, we're four hours from Boston. Uh, I mean, depends on where in New York state, but anywhere from two to seven hours in New York state, we're pretty close to Lake Placid area. I think, was it Concordia that just got a club team as well? There's a, another school in Montreal that uh, just got a club team. So pretty similar to us. It'd be a great opportunity for teams to come up. They could play us, travel a bit more, play a team in Montreal. I think it'd be really great to organize a little tournament, get some more games going. That's kind of all we, all we want to add there. Well, for sure. We're, we're glad you guys could come and join us. Uh, you guys offer an amazing perspective. The more we podcasts we do, the more we learn about this, this league and everything that's behind it. And I think it's awesome that you know, you guys are reaching out to so many teams in the States. You're joining the CHF. Obviously they got a great thing going here with so many more teams being added in the last year. It sounds like this will be an exciting season. We wish you both the best in it. Awesome. Thanks so much. Yeah. Thanks so much, lads. It was a pleasure coming on, talking to you guys.
once again, thank you to Kean and Andy for taking the time to meet with us. It's it's nice getting a perspective from you know the Canadian club hockey side of things and the similarities and the differences that we have. And looking forward to seeing them compete in the CHF. They seem pretty optimistic in their upcoming season, and we wish them nothing but the best. Glick, what'd you think of the the boys? I thought it was a great interview. Personally, you know, coming into it, I had no idea Canada even had club hockey. Just to you know hear them describe it, it was just really cool to see you know how different it is, but also how it's the same down in the states you know Keenan probably had the best accent out of any guest we've ever had so there's that hearing them talk you know Canadian hockey and both being from Ottawa and and making the trek to Sherbrooke to go to school it was cool and calling us the lads and everything was awesome it just you know you could tell that those kids really care about their school and you know representing their school in the best way possible so it was great hearing from them I thought the whole Gator versus Gator thing was hilarious. I've never, <laughs> I've never heard of a school. Uh, well, I was gonna say like name a mascot after like a, a piece of clothing like that, but then I'm thinking in the Boston Red Sox and the Chicago White Sox. <laughs> so you know what that that whole thought goes out the window right there. So you know what, good on them for for being the Gators. Yeah, they were good sports about it, and and seeing Kean's reaction to Andy talking about it was just as funny. So we've got some exciting news as always. We haven't even been doing this for a year, and we're still trying to find new things to do. And we've been working with Sally Hockey Co. for a long time as the presenting sponsor of the podcast, and we're finally working together with them to create some merch, and it's for a great cause. The Hockey House Pod has teamed up with Sally Hockey Co. and the Niagara Division One ACHA team to produce official one nine apparel in honor of Patrick Romano, the Niagara defenseman who tragically passed away in March. This clothing line is going to feature a white shirt, a black shirt, and a black hoodie. And all of the proceeds from each item purchased in the 1-9 collection will go towards the Romano Scholarship. The ACHA team at Niagara and the school have worked together to create a scholarship in his honor. And so this will be a fundraiser to raise money for that scholarship. This collection is going to drop this Friday, July 30th. So we're really excited, looking forward to that. Like we talked about, the All-Stars have this promo code that we've given them. I hope lots of guys in the ACHA go and buy this because it's going towards a great cause. You know, like I said, Selly Hockey is not keeping anything from this. All the proceeds are going to the scholarship fund, so it should create a great base. We talked to Coach Tom Meradian, the boys from Niagara, you know, obviously how much Patty meant to them. And I know this means a lot to Patty's family to do this. So we're really excited to be dropping this merch. And, uh, you know, like I said, I hope you all support the cause. Speaking of partnerships the hockey house is looking to add additional brands to help us grow and we need your help be sure to tag your favorite brands and let them know why they should be supporting one of the fastest growing podcasts in college hockey housemates we're looking for some support here we're looking to add additional brands to help this podcast grow um we've already reached out to motel six they love supporting acha teams but they don't have it in the budget to support a podcast like us no surprise there uh Glick, can you think of any, you know, any brands who would partner with a podcast like us? I'd probably say Greyhound because that's Glick. the official uh, transportation vehicle of all ACHA teams across the country. Herm, what do you think? Who who would be a good sponsor for us? You know, I, I'm really leaning towards Olive Garden on this one. Olive Garden would be great. Um, any of the gas stations that we stopped at along the way in God knows where highway. I might reach out to the Tim Hortons in Niagara. We got great service when we were in there traveling from Syracuse. So, you know, like we said, we're just looking for any kind of brands. If, if you've got a brand out there that you think would be a great fit or maybe it's your own brand, be sure to reach out and, and hit us in the DMs, you know, looking for new ways to grow this pod. And obviously, if we've got more brands supporting us, we can do bigger and better things. So really 
excited to be adding some more partnerships here. I know, Herm, you hinted at the Olive Garden here, but that leads to our question of the week. Best meal you've had on the road? I will start. It might not have been the best meal, but it filled me the most. When we traveled to Colorado from Syracuse, we flew... It was like a 5 a.m. flight. We flew from Syracuse to Newark and then Newark to Denver. And then we got in time. I hadn't eaten a meal all day. My meal that weekend was McDonald's right before the first practice in the elevation. And it was the best McDonald's I've ever had. I think I finished it in 30 seconds, but I was so starved that day. So that McDonald's hit differently. I've talked about it before, but pregame meal, I had Olive Garden before playing at Liberty and I had stomach cramps the entire game. So maybe limit it to like one, maybe two breadsticks before the game, not three or four. That's all I have to say. So Murph, it's funny you mentioned Olive Garden in Liberty because that was going to be my answer because we had two games in Liberty, one I think the night before and the one the day after. And we got like, we somehow got catering, you know, how like they bring it out in like those big like plastic trays or whatever. So we got that for the entire team. I mean, the breadsticks were gone after like a minute. All the pasta was devoured. The salad looked like it was just completely untouched. I think maybe one person grabbed like one piece of lettuce. I'd say that's probably the best meal I've had on the road other than a few good ACHA burger reviews. I like rest areas, gas stations, whatever is on the way to the rink, you know? I don't even know if any of the guys know this about me on the pod, honestly, but I'm going to go with meals that I didn't have. So I have celiac disease, which means that I can't have gluten. When we ordered team meals, I had to have special things. So when the guys would order like chicken parms and pasta, I got the like every single pizza restaurant salad. So I had that quite a bit on the road. So it's not one particular time that I had it. It's all the times that I had it that were memorable. And now Herm, like those salads aren't gourmet. Those salads are like, they did not cut up any of the vegetables in that salad, right? Like that's the classic like, the, like to-go pizza salad. Yeah. Yep. There's there's like a really funny family guy bit on it. I know exactly what clip you're talking about. Yeah. They like put it on top of the hot pizza. It's like a full tomato. They just throw like lettuce on top. I know which one you're talking about. I mean, I hope I do. I family guy my mask, but no, yeah. We're definitely gonna repost that family guy clip on our Instagram and be like road meals in the ACHA be like. Because I think every every guy knows what I'm talking about. Apparently, that's all Herm ate on the road. As we wrap things up here, uh, Herm's got a new idea for us. For those of you who are listening to us on Apple Podcasts, Herm, I'll let you take this one away. So inspired by Blue Shirts Breakaway, one of the things that really helps the Hockey House podcast grow is five-star reviews that we get. Fortunately, that doesn't necessarily exist on Spotify, but on Apple Podcasts, that helps us push us up the relevant charts so that more people can listen to the podcast. We're encouraging you guys to leave five-star reviews. They call it five-star questions. We don't have a good name to to brand it for us yet, but if you leave a five-star review on the podcast and leave a question for us, we'll get to it next podcast. If you could leave us a name for what we're going to come up for this, that would also be greatly appreciated as well. All right. So we're looking forward to that. Obviously some big things. Like I said, we're looking for some more brands to partner with too. As always, things are, we're looking optimistic here at the hockey house. Things are rolling, getting closer to the start of the school year. 
You can smell the ACHA hockey in the air at this point. Teams are releasing their schedules. So uh, it's an exciting time of year as, as guys start to return to campus, start moving back into the houses. And, you know, we're going to have some good times here pretty soon. Absolutely pumped for this coming year. I cannot wait for our first official practice. All right. As always, thank you for listening and have a good weekend. Have a good one. See you, boys.